Alright everybody, welcome back to episode 11 of Lizap. You're listening to the voices of Nick Giamonti. Rich Pagnata, what's up everybody? How's it going everybody? Welcome back. If you're listening on Spotify, hello. If you're watching on YouTube, also hello. Hope you like our faces. Yes. We tried to look good today. The people who are on Spotify don't want to see our faces. Uh, they just want to listen to our beautiful voices. I don't blame them sometimes. But anyway, Richie, how's everything going today? Things are good, things are good, you know, I'm... It's a little sunny out. It's supposed to rain the rest of the week, so... Oh man, I can out work early this week. Oh, yeah, thunderstorms like the next three days. I was going to wash my car and go to the beach. <laughs> I guess your that car, is not happening. Your car will be washed, and you cannot go to the beach. I'm just going to go outside with soap, and as soon as it starts raining, I'm just going <laughs> to just wash it really quick. So, uh, whatever, I'll just grab some food. Yeah. Can't go wrong with food and nap. Yeah, I'll go, go grocery Ooh. shopping tomorrow. I can also uh, catch up to Umbrella Academy Season 2. Great, great show. If you haven't watched it, definitely check it out. Yep. Um, well, so, while we're here, guys, now we can bend your ear a little bit. Let's talk about the Yankees. What's yep. going on with them? Had a tough weekend yeah. against the Rays. So we last posted our video on Friday, right? Yeah, so yeah. our last video came out last Friday. Yeah, so uh, since then, the it's been four games have been played. The Yankees have gone one and three, which is very, 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 very bad. Bad. But... Everyone's like, oh, this is the end of the world. Yankees suck. Trade away the team. Do this, do that. Find better players. But you got to look at what happened. Classic Yankee fans. Classic Yankee fans. We lost the game by one. We lost a seven-inning game by two. And then we lost another game by one. The one where Paxton started should have been a, a win. Yeah. Paxton went that was rough. And six innings, 11 strikeouts, and... He had a very, very low pitch count. He was in the eight, low 80s when the inning started, got an out, gave up a double, then gave him a home run, then gave him a back-to-back home run. So it was tie game, 3-3, and they took him out. Jonathan Holder came in. He played uh, pitched really well. Then Britton came in, and he just didn't have his best stuff. But we can't really blame it on Britton because no, he, no, no. he came in and he was in a weird scenario where the bases got loaded and look yeah. he only let up one run which happened to be the winning run of course so if the Yankees were still up three three nothing that one run yeah, wouldn't affect anything we would have won the game but he was looking really good Paxson and it just came down to that really bad inning what no what really came down to is we were 0 for 8 with runners in scoring position Sanchez, we just didn't really Urshela. hit all this this whole series. Urshela, your boy, your boy, Urshela, 0 for 2. Judge 0 for 1, Torres 0 for 1, Void 0 for 1, Ford 0 for 2. Nobody could hit with runners in scoring position. It's, it's a trend. Keep keep this in mind. Um, three When we lost 3-5, okay, we went 3 for 6. And LeMayhew 1 for 1, Judge 0 for 1. Torres 1 for 2, Void 1 for 1, Ford 0 for 1. Uh, we, when we won 8 to 1, we 8 to 4, we still went 1 for 7 with the only hit with Urshela. We, and that game was all from home runs. That's the only reason we won that game. And then the game we lost 0-1, we went 0-5 with runs in scoring position. LeMahieu, Sanchez, Judge, Torres, Voigt, all 0-1. And that's been the problem with the Yankees for the last two or three years. They just can't hit with runs in scoring position. And it's unfortunate because we wasted brilliant games this week. Tanaka, five innings, first game back after concussion. Five strikeouts was dominant. One hit, no walks, you couldn't touch him. Next game, Garrett Cole. He didn't go five innings, which sucks, but he's got to, you know, get a little bit more efficient. Throwing 107 pitches in less than five innings is not really good, even though there were 10 strikeouts. But again, another game with a home run, which is unfortunate. King, you know, he had a really bad first inning. It was terrible. Five walks, three runs, one hit. Terrible outing. 
But, you know, after the first inning, he really settled down and became more consistent in his pitches, and nobody really got made contact with him after the first inning. And that was on the day of the doubleheader. Yeah. So that was game two. That was game two of the doubleheader. And that's another thing. With doubleheaders, it's very rare that a team sweeps a doubleheader. So the fact that we split it, I'm okay with that. Um, and then, Well, we got one at least one win out of that yeah. series. Because if we got swept by the Rays, and I'm not going to say d- dish the Rays because they are a good team. They're just having kind of a rough start. We'd both be really, nine, they'd be tied in first. We'd both be 9-7. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. Yeah, like I said, uh, Paxton, he had a dominant game, 11 strikeouts, but he gave up two home runs late in the sixth, and that's really what doomed us this week. Just can't hit with runners in scoring position, and, you know, these pitchers outside of Cole, no one's getting wins. I th- what's their record? Do you remember it off the top of your head? The Twins record? No, the Twins. I'm Yankees sorry, not outside the twins. of Cole pitching. Like, oh. Uh, it was like Cole was... Just take like, four games off because he's won four games so far. Yeah, so, well, three, because he didn't get the credit for the one the other day. Oh, he didn't? He didn't pitch five innings. Ah, I thought, I thought he so, actually got the win for that one. When Cole pitched previously to this, the Yankees were 3-0 and with, like, a sub-3 ERA, and any other game started by not Garrett Cole. The Yankees were, what, I guess, let's take a game away, take away three, so four. They were 3-0. and. Three and three or three and four, something weird, something not great. And don't forget, last week the Yankee going into the series before the Rays, the Yankees had one of the best records to start off the season. Out of oh yeah, no, I'm not taking anything away from that. They were doing really well, and then once they hit the Rays, things kind of changed. Yeah, a little once bit. they hit the Phillies and Rays, everything slowed yeah. down. But outside of Cole, the Yankees' starting pitching has been trash. That their ERA is well over seven. They lose more than they win. And you can't rely so much on the Yankees' bats. I mean, outside of LeMahieu, no one's going to hit you 300. Okay, Urshel is having another good start to the year. So I will say that. Judge is having a great start, too. Oh, Judge is having a great start. It's like at 717. And, I mean, even look at Stanton. Stanton was hitting about 300 before his injury. And don't worry, we'll get to that in a minute. But, you know, the team is a team that's going to consistently hit well under 300. They're not going to produce well with runners in scoring position. And you really, 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 your pitchers need to be on their A game. Because as long as you can go six innings and give up one, maybe two runs, you'll be fine. Because if you make a mistake to this Yankees lineup, you're going to pay for it. Mayhew's going to hit at least once a game. Judge is always a threat for a home run. Hicks is terrible right now. Voight is just a power guy. Torres is another solid guy who is starting to, you know, get Luke Still very slow. Uh, Ford's okay, but he's another guy who you're not afraid of right now. Urshela. But he's not playing every game. No, well, right now he might be. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying, well, now he has due to the stands. next month, yeah. yeah. injury, but before he wasn't playing every game, so his batting average is still a little low. Well, yeah, he's not getting as much at-bats, but he's also not making the best of his at-bats he's getting. Sanchez, I don't want to talk about him right now. I'm sorry, One out of three batting average. That's, that's horrible. That's that's what uh, a lot of the people on the Astros are batting right now. Why 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 is that so much worse than Torres batting 157? It's not. I think Torres is playing like shit, too. All right, just making sure, because a lot of people just like to harp on Sanchez. He, Torres d- defensively is doing very well right yeah. now, but he's just not... He need, We need a good eight-game series against uh, the Orioles right now, <laughs> Torres. That's what we need. And then Gardner's batting 200. You know, it's not the best right now, but we briefly mentioned it real quick. Well, before I switch topics, what are your thoughts on the week? The weekend or the, the week? weekend that we the games we just went through? 
I think it was very rough. Uh, we, we lost three out of four against the Rays, and you look, the Rays are still third place right now. Actually, they might they're have moved. Team. They might moved up to second place because I think they're above 500 now. But look, you can't you can't sleep on the Rays. In the past couple of years, it's definitely been proven that the Rays are the Yankees' competitive team yes. in the ALEs. Yes. And going up against them this weekend, going up against uh, Gla- was it Glass now? Uh, Chanel. Snell. It, it it's rough. It's rough because they pitched Charlie Morton. Very, I forgot Charlie, Charlie Morton. Morton. I was very disappointed this weekend with the series. I thought that the team that we saw a week previous, where everyone was playing great, pitching was doing pretty good, that definitely fell apart this weekend. And I don't know if the Yankees got tired from having like a seven-game winning streak, but. It, it was definitely it was definitely a rough series for hitting and starting pitching. Once right now, the only green light we're getting right now is maybe some players doing pretty well, like Judge Lemayhew and Urshela and our bullpen. That's the yeah. only thing holding the team together right now, and it, it, that's got to be a huge wake up call because especially this year, there's no trade deadline. The trade deadline's yeah, at the end. Well, not like our normal trade deadline oh, yeah, in it's the middle in three, of season. It's in weeks. August. Yeah, and, August. and do you really think the Yankees are going to trade for a, a huge pitcher in a year like this? They're not. I don't think they're going to go for a pitcher. They're going to go for a lefty bat because that's what this they lineup could. needs. That I said it last week that the problem with the lineup is it's so good, but there's two lefties that you're playing every day, and then you have Hicks who's a switch hitter, so it's 50-50 on what he's going to do. Do you think if we go after a lefty batter, do you think we clean up the outfield? Do you think they finally trade Andujar? It depends on who they get. If you if they wind up making a trade, oh god, I don't know. We're if, getting Mookie bets, and I'm kidding. No, nah. that's just a joke. That's not a serious comment. I don't know what if Aaron Adams a lefty or a righty, but I can see them making a trade where they're righty. Yeah, then I wouldn't do that. Um, I don't know. They'll go after anybody who can they can feel can improve the team. So I, I they definitely need a lefty bat, but. Who would it be? Now, here, here's what we have. Now, Stanton's hurt. He's out for a month, three to four weeks, with a grade one hamstring strain. He's pretty much out until the last part of the season. Yeah. Well, the one thing that we can take some solace in is that this is the most minor of hamstring injuries you could get. So, he should be able to work his way back, and he should be back to hopefully which, which normal. Which sucks, because he was playing really well, and I was yeah. finally getting on the Stanton stand train. And I, was, and I was telling everybody, this is going to be his year, you know... The three hot months of the season, when he's hot, he's going to do great. But, I don't know what we're going to do. Right now, so we called up Clint Frazier, finally. Which I'm we, so happy with that, but he's still not playing today. Yeah, he's so, going to be on the bench. You know, Hopefully we, he plays in tomorrow's series against... They might have Atlanta. to like sit him for a game, you know, test him, make sure everything's making sense and working right. And they'll probably pick him up off the bench if need be. They could, I mean, if Gardner in the first couple of innings goes over two, they could just bring, they might bring Frazier in if he's if he's at the ballpark. I don't know if he's at the ballpark yet. Yeah, that's the other thing we don't know. It's it's, at, yeah. it's Yankee Stadium, so he could be there, but I'm not too sure where he is but, in transit right yeah, now. Let's go over tonight's lineup, and then we'll we'll talk about what we think is, you know, going to be the strongest points of tonight's lineup. What what may be still the weakest points of it. Yeah. Uh, so we're starting off with DJ LeMahieu, Aaron Judge, Aaron Hicks, Luke Voigt, Gleyber Torres, Mike Ford, Gio Urshela, Gary Sanchez, Brett Gardner, and that's it. Uh, we have Jordan Montgomery on the mound. He is one for one so far. His ERA is in the threes right now. So we'll see if he can bring that down tonight. I saw something that the Yankees 
I think in the history of playing interleague against the Braves are around like 31 and like 19. I love that because I don't care for the Braves at <laughs> all. Listen, they're a team that does scare me, you know. They do have a lot of young pieces on the team between Acuna, Cunha, um, uh, Freddie Freeman. Do they still have Nick Markakis in the uh, outfield? I don't know. Because um, I know he was like their, <laughs> like, that was their veteran of the team was, was Nick Markakis. Yeah, no. They got Dansby Swanson. They got uh, Freddie Swanson. Freeman, Ozuna. Uh, I Dar- forgot they got Darno. Darno. Been four hundred flowers. What? Yeah. This isn't that great of a team. <laughs> um, you don't think so? The Braves. I like okay Acuna. The couple years. I like Acuna. Swanson's okay. Freeman's great. Ozuna yeah. is he's a power guy. Darno sucks. Duval's okay. Riley. No. no I know who Riley flowers. Is. I mean. Okay, Camargo. I mean he's their backup catcher. So then, Camargo, no, they're playing this guy. We're playing Tuki Toussaint. I've never heard of him. His ERA is six, um, and Montgomery's average ERA is actually a five point oh, six. Yeah, I, I had that backwards. Sorry, it's, it's five points. I don't know. Where I got the three from. I, I'm thinking of Garrett Cole. He's yeah. in like the threes right now. But yeah, so my problem. So I like the lineup, but I would do a few things to change it. Keep Lemayhew and Judge one two. I like to say start Judge first, but keep him second. I don't know why Hicks is batting third. I understand Torres is slumping, Sanchez is slumping, and you know you got to move them around and get them some easier pitches. But I keep Glaber third. I don't know why he's batting fifth. Voit Voit's fine at four. Yeah, he's okay at four. He could be our cleanup. Then move Mike Ford up. And yeah, like you were saying, I would replace Hicks and Torres. I'd push Hicks down on the line. I, I, would, I was going to say, I'd flip I would, him in Arshella. Yes, him in Arshella. I think Arshella should be batting fifth. Then it should be Mike Ford. I might put... Then Hicks, then... I'd probably put Ford fifth, then Arshella, then Hicks, Sanchez, Gardner. Yeah. That's probably what I would do. Man, remember the days when Gardner used to lead off? Yeah, those were good when he was young and, you know, cute. <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, so that's the lineup tonight and what we think. But also now it's like, okay, so what's going to happen? So right now Ford's DHing and Voight's at first. But like we said, we called up Frazier. So what are we going to do with Frazier? Is he going to start left field? Because right now Gardner's not having a good year. He has, like I think, six hits and half of them are home runs, which are great. I would put Frazier in. I would have put Frazier in tonight as a DH, and here's why. He hasn't really seen any major league pitching that much this season. And I know he's been around a couple years in the league. He knows what Major League Pigeon looks like. But I would have just put him as a DH just for tonight, get him used to the hitting, get the pitching, and then tomorrow, if you want to really consider him being your starting left fielder, then you put him in for left field. The more I think about it, as much as I would like to do that, I'm probably keeping Ford and Voight at first in DH. Um, I might take Gardner around. i put in Talkman. And I'd probably give Talkman the edge over Frazier right now for left. But again, they're going to play matchups for left field, center field, and all that. If Hicks and Gardner don't get their shit together, they're going to be on a platoon basis for center field most likely. And they're then... going they're gonna really, to start sh- wanting to show favor in Topman and Clint Frazier. Or, or they might start doing Hicks in center, and then you throw Talkman and Frazier out and left and right, put Judge's DH, or... Put Judge in right field and Ben in DH Talkman or Frazier. 
I don't like the idea of DHing Judge. I think he's one of the better defensive players in the league for two reasons. One, he's I don't the think they're going to DH Judge. Me neither. He's the tallest player in the league, so he will be able to rob a few home runs. He will be able to lay out a little bit further he than other players. He has a great will. arm, too. He's going to rock it. Rock it's Raul Mondesi 2.0. Do you mm-hmm. remember him? Who would you say? Raul Mondesi. Do you remember him? Or I do not. Uh, I love that guy. He had an actual tattoo of a cannon on his <laughs> arm, and dude would throw you out like every time. Like Bo, jo- Bo Jackman? Throwing, yeah. Throwing from center field or oh. right field. Oh, my God. I loved watching him. But then he got busted for steroids and was actually a terrible human. So, but it is what it is. That's nice lineup. That's what we think about it. Now, do we have Jordan Montgomery bouncing back tonight? Because, look, he's only got six strikeouts this whole season and two starts. And that is pretty bad. He's not a strikeout guy. He's, he's not a strikeout guy. guy. But I think he should have a little bit more than six at this nah. point. I think uh, I think tonight, I think he plays a little well. And I think he gets his ERA into the fours. If he plays really well, you know, goes late into the game, maybe five or six innings. But that all depends how he plays. You know, if, if Acuna Jr. gets to him and starts hitting some home runs off of him. But that's or, the thing with Montgomery. He's not a guy who's going to give up a lot of fly balls. So, I mean, this is the one game he played at Yankee Stadium this year. Uh, winning in, uh, in four innings. He did really well. Gave up. S- that doesn't make any sense. This is wrong. Um... He did play really well the Yankees' oh, first go. home stand. Yeah, he went five and two-thirds inning, five hits, one run. He was a home run, a walk, and four strikeouts. And the other reason he has two strikeouts is he didn't. He went four innings and gave up five runs, so they pulled him. But he's not a strikeout guy. He's not going to be a guy that racks up 200 strikeouts or a strikeout per inning. He's going to be a guy that gets a lot of ground balls. And last week, that's what happened with him. He uh, Got a couple guys on base and looked a little scary. And he was like, oh, what's going to happen? We don't know what's going to happen. Is he going to give up a run? Is he going to clutch hit? No, he kept getting ground ball after ground ball after ground ball, which is fantastic. Got a couple of different plays. But the problem that the Yankees have had lately is we saw it against Philly and we saw it against Tampa. They just can't turn two. I don't know what it is, but they just can't do it. They're a little too slow and they keep getting beat by literally half a second that... They just can't beat it, and it's bad because then you're giving up extra runs. You're stuck in the inning a little bit longer, and listen, the ump suck too. There's been a couple calls that were very questionable, and we're not even going to get into how bad they were called in the game um, when we lost 5-3, but the umps are terrible. So even with instant replay and all that, it's never guaranteed Angel to get the right Angel Hernandez has stop, needs to stop. I know he, he didn't ump at all this series, but he just he needs to The game we lost 5-3. Okay, well, he just needs to leave. <laughs> yeah. Even Joe West. Joe West is getting really old. Yeah. These guys are so old. They don't care what they do. They And Nevin even said, like, uh, John Boy posted it, and it was actually really funny when Nevin came out and started screaming at um, Hernandez. Angel Hernandez. Him and Judge were there. Um, not Judge. Him and Boone were there. And you pick up the hot mics, which is amazing that John Boy figured out how to do that. That's also why I'm happy there's no fans in the stands this season because live television is picking up all this and they're not really censoring it. So you're hearing F-bombs getting dropped. You're hearing your (laughs) dumbest shit, like hearing some great things. I I love hearing – it may not be professional, but I love hearing players and coaches cursing at one another on it because it just makes the game so much more realistic. Exactly. But it's Nevin, so much more fun. Nevin yelled at Angel Hernandez. It was just leave. We all know you don't want to be here. What does that mean? Like, why, if you don't want to be there, 
whether it's for corona and you want to protect yourself and your family fine then don't come in we get that then no one's going to be mad at you we're all actually be very happy if angel hernandez never calls another baseball game in his life we're not just saying this for the yankees we're saying this for every major you know he's just bad he should just be the designated uh umpire for the astros No, he should just retire, give him a nice severance package so he never wants to do this again. Force retirement on him. Four, yeah, seriously. I don't even think he's that old. That's the thing that sucks, but... Okay, he just He's the worst umpire. I'd rather listen to Jill Buck for an entire oh, season no. than have Angel Hernandez uh, call a game. Oh, God. You don't agree with that? I mean, I hate both of them. Neither one of them are good at their jobs. I'd rather, I wish it was up to me Buck. to um, say whether or not they could continue their job, but it's not. You guys need to go talk on other sports, <laughs> which Joe Buck does, but yeah, that's why he's been MIA right now. Yeah, but I'm excited to see Frazier play. Yeah, yeah, whenever that happens, I'm hoping tonight, maybe, if the Yankees are doing really well, maybe. If it's a blowout one way or another, I think they might put him in just yeah. to get, you know, a taste. Get him of loose. Get, exactly. get him loose. Look, it's still in the earlier stages of the season. I think once we hit 20 games, that's a do or die at that point. Yeah, twenty to twenty-five, and so the the season goes into late September, right? Yeah, like usual. It, it, so a little more into September. Yeah, it's than probably going to be the first week of October that they're going to stop and then start yeah. the playoffs. It might even it might even end the end of September because they they're expanding playoffs. That too, and everyone's playing double headers right now to yeah. catch up, which the Marlins and the. Marlins uh, have a 700 winning record. So, well, the Marlins and the Cardinals right now are really d- just screwing shit up. Cardinals only played five games. Let's talk about the Cardinals. To me, you get to do that Friday, and they're pissing me off right now. Yeah, a little sidetrack of the Cardinals. The fact that that team decided, hey, let's go out to a uh, casino and, uh, you know, Stupid. all get COVID. Yeah, Stupid. thanks, Cardinals. I'm not saying that eff- that's affecting the Yankees' schedule, but it's affecting baseball altogether. Yeah. And you're jeopardizing the game right now. When the- they're probably shouldn't have been a season this year but the commissioner of baseball who i hate got in <laughs> who i hate by the way you know made an agreement with the players association to get something together and you're going to go out there because you want to go to casino and ruin things come on guys the cardinals are idiots and there's not only the cardinals fault this is the players association's fault as well as the owners and the commissioner there should have been some sort of rule where players quarantine themselves when you're at the hotel you're with your team you're with the professionals and you're doing whatever you should not be allowed to just leave off site and go wherever you want willy-nilly like look at what happened in basketball i forgot who it was but he went to a strip club and he goes <laughs> i just wanted to get the wings they got good wings you don't go to the strip club for wings the stripper came out and she goes i gave him so many lap dances he did not come for the wings are you out of your mind <laughs> so now he he couldn't play for two weeks and these players are getting fined they're getting suspended there they're getting was... all this stuff and MLB has to step up, and they have to do that. And there was a pitcher, I think, I forgot what to say, major league pitcher. I saw it the other day on the Twins. The the I, th- I believe it was the Twins. I could be wrong. They sent him home. They said because he went out and violated the yeah. um, agreement with the team. He went out and hung out with friends in like the city or something, and he came back to the clubhouse. They said go home. Yeah, and you know this isn't a thing where your teammates are going to have your back. It's your teammates want to play, and you're now not only jeopardizing yourself. You're jeopardizing your teammates' health. You're jeopardizing your team's playing. And you're jeopardizing the other team now. And it's just bad. Oh, sorry. Not the Twins. Uh, Indians pitcher on restricted list after violations. There you go. But 
MLB, like I said, they need to do better. They need to have bigger wow. fines, bigger suspensions, and bigger, you know, quarantine periods that you cannot be allowed to leave the team complex or the hotel you're at or wherever you are because it's quarantine. And it sucks to suck right now, but, you know. And these players deserve it, too, in the Indians, which are actually surprising, is Mike... Clevenger and Zach Plesac yeah. are on a restricted list. Also, too, A's uh, Laurinano was banned for six games after fighting with the Astros. If the Astros can't get uh, any bans for cheating in the World Series, but that's a whole other argument. But that was great. Uh, by the way, sidetrack. I love the fact that Houston Astros are seven and nine right now, and they're doing really bad. And I'm loving the fact that Jose Altuve is playing straight trash. And did you like that video I sent you of yeah. him <laughs> having so many errors? Oh, it was bad. Go it look that bad. up. Go follow, by the way, on Instagram. Or you don't have to follow them. You can just go check it out. It's called Beam the Astros. There's this guy who made an Astros uh, kind of a fan account, I guess, of every time the Astros get hit by a ball or any time they play like crap. So go watch that because there is a montage video of Jose Altuve doing really bad. It's fantastic. Is that his average, 179? Um, no. That's it over the last however many games it's showing. Um, well, I don't care. Good. Good. For, good. I can't see this thing in the way. All right, so back but. to the Yankees, who we yeah. actually like and love and actually follow guidelines when it comes to Major League Baseball. And yeah. I'm pretty sure that they're strict because Hal Steinbrenner or probably um, Aaron Boone definitely said, look, if you step out of the clubhouse and go to a club, I guarantee you won't be playing. Um, I would hope so. That that's what they said. I can't say whether they did or they did not. And we're just a classy organization, and I know that yeah, we are, but we have still, a weird, sketchy scumbags. I mean, there's some sorry. sketchy past with the Yankees, but we're still classy, San Diego, <laughs> San Diego, New York, <laughs> New York. But yeah, the Yankees—they're playing all right. Uh, they got a plus fourteen run differential, so this is a great series to come back and just sweep two games. Yeah, you know what I mean. Nice. And I think who and we play? Games after, uh, who four we play games after Boston? Boston. That's what, yep. we go to Boston for that one. Uh, I don't know. I, I assume we do because Boston came to New York last series. Yeah, this is the, well. That's a new, two great series, so sweep the Braves and take at least three out of four against no, Boston. Oh, we are okay. Uh, last ten games. That's still oh, right. This is games. the Yankees' big home stand. Okay. Look, nine you years. go against the Braves. You go against Boston. You have Tampa come, and then you go to City Field, and then then to Atlanta, and then you place it. That is a weird lineup. <laughs> Wait, Mets, Braves, Mets, Tampa. <laughs> Tampa. Okay. Yeah. The Yankees are playing the same four teams this whole oh, month, wait, let's pretty see much. When the season actually ends. So I think I might go to. Oh, and, oh, we end on Miami. This is awesome. Sunday, okay. September 27th. The Yankees have the, the easiest schedule this year. Come on. Yeah. Miami sucks. Toronto sucks. Boston sucks. Baltimore sucks. Tampa's okay. Mets are decent. Nah, they suck. Atlanta's <laughs> good. And that's it. Oh, that's what I want to talk about. Um,. So Nick and I, Nick just mentioned to me before the game, uh, before the game, before we started the podcast, that he's like, oh, you know, Baltimore's playing like really well right now. Like they, 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 they might go to the playoffs. Like they're pitching uh, pretty well and blah blah blah. This, well, I didn't say they're pitching well. I just said that they were doing pretty well because they were in second place for a while. Yeah, and, and I think Tampa just yeah they just leapfrogged them, but they're playing five hundred. So last week, we or the week before, we told you guys that playoffs are expanded to sixteen teams. And whether or not you like that or don't like that. So, at first, I didn't like it. I'm like, this is stupid. I hate that there's 16 teams for basketball. The one plays the eight, and it's an easy win for the one. Just give them a bye. 
give them the week off or whatever it is, and then go into it like it's stupid. I don't like that. I'm still not the biggest fan of it. There are some parts of it I do kind of like, but I just don't, I don't agree with the extending the playoffs. Yeah. That's all. You so, should have had the season be extended, not the playoffs. But that's that. It's already done. It's already set in yeah. stone. So the reason I I think I brought this up that having these 16 teams is so important is because. Let's look at this. Okay, who's bad? Okay, the Angels. They're six and eleven. Well, you could do overall, and then that way you can see a whole list of who's doing better than right there. Oh, there you go. So that way you can you can see who's yeah, at the top. Who's you know I, I want to do this way. Um, so you see Angels. They're six and eleven. They're better than that. The Mets are seven and ten. They're better than that. And Nationals five and seven. Philly five and six. They're all better than that. Miami is not as good as seven and three. St. Louis, I mean, they've played five games. I'm not even. I don't even know if St. Louis is good or not because they like know, they're a very good team, but but they're only five games in. And exactly, and then you know, the Giants and Diamondbacks could be decent. The West is having a nice run right now yes. between the Rockies, the Dodgers, and surprisingly the Padres. Yeah, I, I really like what's going on over there. But that's the point that I'm trying to get to is, is having these good. 16 games is so important because a uh, 16 team is so important because you're going to get a team. Like the Marlins in who are bad and they're going to be bounced immediately, but a team like the Nationals who should have been in it if it was a ten team if it was a ten team postseason, if the Nationals just missed it by a game and Miami got it because they got off to such a hot start, that's ridiculous. Even now, the Tigers, they they they're okay of a team, but they're not the Tigers like Tigers were the worst team in the league last year. Then this is all beginning like you know pitchers still finding their footing. Batters still finding their groove and just getting lucky. I'm proud of the Tigers and the Orioles so far this year. They're going to go back. They're, <laughs> they're going to regress to the mean. They're not going to be this I'm proud good. of what they're doing so far. They're both going to finish under 30 wins. And we'll go from there. But this is why having a 16 team is so important. Because if a team like the Orioles, who just was so hot that they won their first 33 games, and now they're over 500, now they're in it when a team like the Indians, who are clearly better... But just had a rough start. That they only won thirty-two games. They would be bounced if it was ten teams. Well, now you get to keep all the teams that are good enough in it, and these teams that are just like pretenders are going to just get bounced immediately. And you know, if a team like Baltimore just you know they get thirty-three wins and they just get stupid hot in the playoffs, then that's a really cool story. I won't like it, but it's a cool story. <laughs> well, to add on to that, you could for Baltimore, you could have them play mediocre the whole season. And then the last week or two, you could just have them be on fire yeah. and then move their way up to second place. Or, I don't know if you're, if you're in third place, if you make the playoffs. I think it's probably just going to be the first two teams plus a wild guard. But you could have them move up to second place. And then, like you said, they can the first round or two or three, I don't know how many rounds they're doing yet, they can just dominate and take out crazy teams. They could take out, if they don't do the bubble that I know they're talking about, they can take out... Uh, the Yankees in Minnesota mm-hmm. in the first two rounds and make their way to whatever the the next series is before the World Series. All right, so I think that they're going to do it by the, the top 16 teams, but this is... Oh, this is what I wanted. All right, so if they were to take the top eight teams from... Uh, top five, we'll do the 10 games. If they were to take the top five from every from each league, it would be Oakland as, as the as one. As of now. Yeah, as of right now, it would be Oakland as the one, Twins as the two, Tigers is the three, Yankees is the four, Indians at the five. And then the National League would be the Cubs at the one, then the Rockies, Dodgers, Marlins, and Braves. Now, there's two teams in both of those that shouldn't be there. Now, let's add these extra three teams. (laughs) Yep. So, 
for the ALs, one, two, three, four, five. You get the Rays, you get Baltimore, you get Chicago, the White Sox. And then you go to the National League, and you know, here you get, you get the Padres, you get the Phillies. I'm not putting St. Louis because they're two wins. And then you get Cincinnati, who is under 500. But just seeing what this is, like how this started, you're getting the Marlins in the twin in the Tigers, the worst team in the league last year. And now you expand, okay, you get Baltimore, which sucks, and you technically get the Cardinals, but they're really good. But right now, I'm not counting them, but you get the Reds, who they have a they're a good team, they have a lot of pieces, but they're a couple pieces away from being true contenders. And the teams that don't make it, um, you know, you're looking at the Angels, you're looking at I guess the Mariners and the Rangers. You're looking at the Giants, the Mets, the Nationals. The Pirates is a definite not making the playoffs this year. They're three wins. Listen, we don't count them out. Look at uh, Washington last year. I'm counting them out. <laughs> I'm counting them out. I'm not. I'm not putting hope on <laughs> the Pirates at yeah. all. But you know, there's a there's still a lot of season left. I mean, it's only a quarter of the way through. Kind of. Like I said, once it hits 20 to 25 games, that's when everything is going to start to matter yeah. right then and there. And that's, you know, when pitchers are going to find their groove. Like, you know, we keep talking about Cole and like how he's doing really well. He's not playing like the Garrett, $340 yeah. million dollar man we expect him to be. We can all agree on that. He's, we not expect... a, he's, a, he's a win machine right now. He's yeah. not a strikeout machine. And that's I mean, usually... he had 10 strikeouts. I don't want to say that. <laughs> No, but, but the other day he had ten strikeouts. Yes, but I'm saying, yeah, he did play a really good game. But usually, he every game he gets and he will, and he's still finding his groove. And you know, um, that uh, I think it was Michael Kay or uh, David Cohen on the broadcast the other day said that he gave up a long shot to to straightaway center field, and he hung his head like it's a home run, it's gone, and it's like, oh, but wow, that's just out. the type of play Garrett Cole is. Well, no, he's still getting used to the dimensions of Yankee Stadium and where a ball's going to go and all that stuff. So he's going to find the right pitches, what will go well. He's, you know, he's not getting all of the first pitch strikes that he should be. He's, his knuckle curve is still looking really nasty, but the problem I'm most concerned about is he's giving up a home run in every game. He's not a pitcher that typically gives up a ton of home runs. And listen, it's one home run a game. I'm not it's that not worried about that, it. it if he's, that's if, not a big deal If to he's me. pitching like Hap or... Paxton giving up two to three home runs a game and walking six, five to six guys, then I'm worried. Cole is not walking a lot of guys. He's not giving up a lot of hits. And he's slowly, he's working his strikeouts up right now. So he'll get there. I'm not too concerned about it at the moment, but he will get there. Everyone needs to relax and just take some time and see just how good he is. Like right now, By the way, our bullpen is still doing very well. Why are you very saying well. this isn't right? Okay, here's. He's um. Where's this? What is this? This is not right. So all right, I, so he's three I don't Keep hearing people complain about Garrett Cole and where our bullpen is doing because they're doing pretty well. Look, Garrett Cole's ERA is a little bit higher, but than usual. Yeah. But his whip is still under one right now. Yeah, he's he's good. He's gone four games. He's three and zero. Um, his WAR is .8. It will get higher as the season goes on. His ERA is the highest it's been since he was with Pittsburgh, and you know. Even when we tried to get him from Pittsburgh, I didn't understand the infatuation the Yankees had with him. He was consistently a guy whose ERA was about three, and then his final year there, he was well over four. Then he comes to Houston, drops it under three both years. That's fantastic. And then he was never a major big strikeout guy with Pittsburgh, came to Houston and changed it, went from a career high of 202 to 276, then even higher to 326. So, 
I think this is what we're going to see. I think we're going to see more of a guy that's going to pitch between a 2-9 and 3-2 ERA. He's going to get his strikeouts. I'm not worried about that. He's going to hit it 200 to 250 a year. Not going to walk a lot of guys. Never has. And his K to walk ratio, it's probably going to stay where it is, about 5. Hits, doesn't give up too many. And it doesn't show us how many home runs he's given up here, but I do want to see how many home runs he has given up in his, like, per stop where he's been at, just to see what it is, because the four-game streak is probably around one of the longest in his career, just games giving up a home run, but Cole will be fine, the Yankees will be fine, Tanaka looks great, Paxton, everyone will say, oh, Paxton sucks, Paxton sucks, two things. Paxton won 10 games in a row last year. He was one of the best pitchers in the American League when he was healthy and was on fire. And then, was it Saturday? Yeah, Saturday. 10 strikeouts. 11 strikeouts. Sorry, 11 strikeouts. 11 strikeouts. Went six and a third. And it was two bad pitches. He was efficient. He was throwing heat. He, I mean, he wasn't at his velocity we had hoped for. But he was still throwing around 93, which isn't great, but it's good. And the fact that he had 11 strikeouts... Shows he doesn't need a 96-mile-an-hour fastball. He's going to make you swing and miss and crap in the dirt, and it's going to be great. It's going to be fantastic. So, you know, you got your big three, Tanaka, Cole, um, Paxton. They're looking great. Hap needs to go for somewhere far, far away to send him on a vacation. Give Clark Schmidt a chance. Bring up Clark Schmidt, and Montgomery looks great. I mean, you still have Loisega. Who's another guy who's looking okay? Why is going you know? Can you, does Luis Sessa start? I don't remember. He's a, no, he's a he's our long reliever. Okay, but he's, so, he came back too. And yeah. Chapman, I believe, comes back this week. So uh, this week he should be pitching. I think Boone was hoping by Wednesday. So hopefully um, tomorrow, well today, when you're listening to this, he will be back in the bullpen closing out games for us. Push Britain down into more of a setup man role, which I'm a little bit more comfortable with him at. But I do like. Yeah, that's true. He is. I, I do feel more comfortable with him as a setup man, yeah. but I do like the games where Britain does close. Oh, yeah, no. I mean, he. Th- this isn't a knock on him. He's a great, great closer, and I have my issues with Chapman, as you will hear throughout the year, but I'm more comfortable with him as a setup guy. You know, he does have over- overpowering stuff, but if you can get, you know, Tanaka to six innings, Montgomery to six, um, Hap to five, <laughs> um, and you could do that, then... Okay, then you bring in Sessa, you bring in Holder, you bring in Britton, you bring in Chapman, you bring in... Who am I forgetting? Who's another guy? Every You bring in anybody. Just make the game shorter. If you were a pitcher, who would you want to... Like, what kind of pitcher would you want to be? Starter, reliever, setup, man... Oh, I'd uh, want to be a starter. A closer or a opener. I'd, I'd want to be a starter. Somebody sent me a picture from my 8th grade graduation uh, yearbook, and she goes, what is this? First of all, I'm about 100 pounds smaller actually 80 and it, I just look like a complete different person and it says like what do you want to do when you get older and this is what I said I want to be either an MLB starting pitcher or an NFL player first of all I can't <laughs> I since I'm young since I'm a kid I've tried to pitch I have no control I would never find the strike zone and it would just be bad I would be people would hate me like they hate Hap uh, I was not good and I never ever had the weight to play football as much as I wanted to I couldn't. So, that's that. But what would you want? Well, would you rather be a batter or a pitcher? In what position? Well, if I was a if I was a pitcher, I would actually want to be a closer. I think cl- closing a game is pretty pretty cool. It's very uh, cool. a lot of pressure. Very lot a lot of pressure. But that I feel like that's would be great. 
you know? If you can handle pressure, man, do it. Uh, I, I know I personally, I can't handle pressure. <laughs> if I was, like, a everyday sort of player... I mean, when I play baseball, I do catch, but I wouldn't want to be a major league catcher. Cause you're a you're, catcher? Yeah, but um, your career kind of isn't that long when you're a catcher. No. I would say... If I could, either shortstop or third base. Third base technically is a little closer than shortstop at, at sometimes. Uh, so you do have to have a, a really deep arm in both positions, but you have to be quick at hot yep. corner. So yep. probably those two positions. I'd probably, you know, they always put me in outfield in Little League, and that was good because no one could hit the ball that far, <laughs> and I never had to do anything. Um, I'm a very, very bad fielder, and... So I guess I'd want to probably do left or right field or first base. I don't know if I want to block 90 mile an hour coming from from infielders to first base. Yeah, that's a good point. But, you know, you do what you got to do for the, for the team. <laughs> so that's us ranting about what position. <laughs> like, what position would you play? Ooh, yeah, let us know in the comments below. So anyway, that is going to conclude today's episode of the Zap. Yankee Podcast. You're listening to Nick and Richie, as always, every Wednesday, 10.30 a.m. on YouTube and Spotify. Check us out on all social media platforms. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. We don't have a Snapchat, so don't bother. Oh, yeah. Uh, Unless you want to pay us. We'll make a Snapchat if you pay us. Snapcash. Snapcash. <laughs> all right, tell everybody you know, your friends, your family, your grandmas, your dogs, your cats, your fish, that weird guy at the grocery store that's always just there. Um, Not buying anything. Yeah, just there, just hanging around, just watching people push carts. You know, tell him about us. Tell everybody. The more people you know, the more stuff we'll make and the more fun we'll have. Remember, keep tuning in. We're going to have a lot of posts on Instagram and TikTok. Uh, I made a really funny TikTok today. If you want to make fun of of, uh, Yankee outfielders with injuries, check it out. Yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. (laughs) We'll see you next week. Peace. Peace.